I am here today with uh, some people from the Wanderable team, Jenny Chen, co-founder of Wanderable, and Vicky Luisi, who is the CEO. Thank you so much for being here today to talk about Wanderable. Thank you, Mark. Great. Yes, we're excited to be here. Yeah. So to start out, um, why don't you guys explain what Wanderable is and you know what was the inspiration behind starting the company? Yeah, so actually, uh, Wanderbo was really inspired a few years back when my co-founder, Marcella, was getting married and planning her honeymoon. She realized all the tools out there for planning a honeymoon were pretty outdated. And on top of that, adding the items to her registry and then sharing it with the guests, all the registry tools were also very old school. Both of us being computer science majors from Stanford and with engineering backgrounds, she, she got to talking to me and she said, we could totally build a better product. So I said, all right, let's, let's try this out. So we started building, got into 500 startups. That's where we met Vicky. She'll tell more about that later. And you know, here we are today. And it's been a pretty exciting ride so far. Yeah, and you guys were part of Batch 4, which I guess was probably two years ago. That 2012. Was a- yeah, two yeah. and a half years ago. Two and a half years ago. Yeah. So you, were, you guys are in one of our early batches. So you, <laughs> you saw it all from the beginning. Yeah. That's awesome. So one thing that I think is really awesome about your company is that you, know, you and the other co-founder, you guys are both technical. Um, two women co-founders who are both technical. So what I'm sure that's been a really big advantage to, to building your business, right? Having two people on the team yeah. who can build products. Actually, sometimes for us, it seemed almost like an unfair advantage because we would think of something and then we'd go and execute it and test it and gather the data and see, okay, should we go in this direction or that direction? So um, it's been really good for us from the get-go to be able to uh, very quickly implement things and validate them. And um, when we onboard additional engineers into the team, really bringing them into the fold and watching the team grow, that's also been really exciting as well because we have a lot of uh, experience from industry, so we know what are the good practices to bring in. Yeah, and I know, Vicky, you were going to mention that you actually met the team during the batch, batch four at 500 Startups. So can you talk a little bit about that and what got you so excited about Wanderable? Absolutely. So I was fortunate enough to be in batch four also with uh, Jenny and Marcella were in that. With another company, I came in on an advisory role so I could observe and watch things that were happening. And just out of what I call now serendipity is (laughs) I was... um, Sit, I sat right across from Jenny and Marcella. Thank you, Melissa, did. for the yeah. seat assignment. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Melissa's our office manager yeah. in Mountain View, who's very, a very awesome person. And, you know, as I was talking with Jenny and Marcella and just watching them, exactly what Jenny said, their ability to execute was amazing. I mean, I, you know, we get to see everybody. That's the th- great thing about um, being in an incubator. You you observe and you, you kind of watch who does what well, and everybody does something a little bit differently. But Jenny and Marcella's ability to execute was very, very exciting for me to watch. One of the, We got talking, the thing that I think that they as good as they are as far as understanding the technical, there was the business side of it that was really missing for them. And that's where my core competencies are in you know, how to grow a team and also set strategy and how do you make revenue out of it? How do you monetize? You know, What's that DNA? What's the yeah. vision? So it was really complimentary um, just having conversations with them. And when 500 Startups was, our batch was done, um, they asked me to advise, which I gladly <laughs> did. It was very exciting for me to come on and advise our collaboration and setting strategy strategy, you know, for the first year was just really fun getting involved with everything, but specifically trying to spearhead on the revenue. And then earlier this year, they asked me to be the CEO, which was 
I was honored and very excited, but for me, it wasn't so much coming on and being the CEO and I probably wouldn't have done it had I not had the opportunity to watch how they work, to be able to then work with them and actually collaborate because I really was looking for people that I could grow with. I want to and committed to growing a big company. And to do that, you need to have the foundation of the team to do it. And, yeah. you know, Jenny and Marcella were it. And so I was, I'm very excited to be a part of what we're doing here. Awesome. And here you are now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one thing I want to talk about is just the, the wedding registry, the wedding industry, which I think is really fascinating, especially as somebody who doesn't, isn't super connected with that. Like I know about it through other people, yeah. but you know, it's a, a massive industry. It's a really big market. And you know, one thing that you already mentioned is that wedding registries are super, super old school still. Mm-hmm. So um, is there anything you can say that's interesting about sort of the wedding industry, the, mar- the market, and then also why you think registries are still so backwards and, you know, basically stuck in the, I don't know, 1950s? <laughs> so um, there's a lot of questions in there. Uh, wedding registries themselves, I think no one's really taken a focus into really leveraging the data that they're gathering. Because yeah. if you think about a registry, you've got the couple coming in, they're bringing in roughly 120, if not more, guests. And these are their best, closest social connections. You don't invite just random people to your wedding. You invite your best friends. Yeah. So you've got these couples with their social connections, and then you're actually finding out what they want to be spending their money on, what they really value in life. And we're really seeing people trend towards wanting to spend money on experiences over material goods, which is why we've been seeing travel registries really start rising within the past few years. The wedding industry itself is pretty big. Uh, Varying numbers and sources range anywhere from between 70 to 90 billion dollars. And we knew that, you know, as Marcel is getting married, that this is a really great spot to start connecting with couples as they go on throughout their other major life events. So we knew that if we could get anchored with them here in this major life event, help them have an amazing trip with their honeymoon experience, then we could start life cycle management and be there for them when they do other special occasions in their life, be it anniversaries, birthdays, family trips. And if you think about travel in general, um, the U.S. government stats put it at around $900 billion a year. So that in itself is an even larger market that we know that we can grow into as we connect with these couples earlier here in their life stages. Awesome. And what were some of the tactics you've used to grow the company? Is there anything you discovered about your customers, say, you know, when after you launched the product and you thought, huh, it's interesting that they're using it this way, or it's interesting that, you know, we thought it was for this demographic, but this demographic actually responds to it better. Like anything there that you learned about your customers? Well, in terms of demographic, we were pretty close, especially given that we had actual personal founder experience with her planning her own yeah. honeymoon and needing like a she was her own customer. Yeah, basically. she was. Her, she was like, I need this. I need this now. Yeah. So we really built towards that, and then started targeting and looking at various wedding blogs because a lot of brides now they're just researching online. They're looking at magazines still, but a lot of research is now going online. Um, one of the more interesting things we saw was actually. Couples who experienced uh, planning a registry with Wandable or guests who came through the site, they actually started creating registries for other life events. They're, they're figuring out how to shoehorn our existing product into my girlfriend's coming to visit me in Boston. I would like to take her around the city for an awesome weekend, creating a registry to celebrate her birthday this way. Or my parents are having their anniversary, their 50-year anniversary next month, and we really want to get together and celebrate you know, their lifelong commitment together. And so what's been really cool is seeing the creativity of our customers using our existing product and figuring out how to make it work for other major life events. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, one thing I definitely want to ask about is the fact that you are doing public fundraising, which is a very new thing. Um, not a ton of startups have done it yet. It's really exciting. Um, and I wanted to know sort of what the the logic was behind that and what maybe some of the challenges were in figuring that out and deciding what, you know, if it was right for you and why it was right for you. 
Yeah, I think that that's a real, um, it's an interesting question. It's an interesting time in fundraising right now. It, it's changing. Um, specifically, the general solicitation and the syndicates are, are brand new. Um, but just fundraising in general is changing a little bit. Um, you know, Series A is now 10 million as opposed to 5 million. So it's finding where where we fit into to that fundraising. And when 500 startups came to us talking about the women's syndicate, um, it was very exciting for a couple reasons. Was that number one, female company, the executive team is female company, and not necessarily by design, but most of our team is female. Um, you could say that it lends itself to being a lifestyle brand and weddings, but part of that is just we found some really incredible um, females to join the team. With 500 startups concentrating then on women, we thought it was a great opportunity. Um, the general solicitation for us was exciting because it was something new and it was innovative and I think our the DNA in our company is to disrupt a little bit and be first movers. We were the first movers in getting a real activity um, merchant network into honeymoon registries. There are other honeymoon registries but they've not, you know, nobody's don't, doing it the way that we're really doing it. and. Nobody's fundraising the way 500 is really starting to do it, or they're just starting to, but they're trailblazing. And so to be a part of that, both from a mission on trying to support females and to, to learn and to grow and um, find other ways of funding, because funding is a pain point. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt as a startup, funding is a pain point. And um, we're excited about what we've seen thus far and what we're going to learn. There's already things that I think, oh, we could have done this differently or we might, you know, there's insights that are coming about. But I think right now we're really excited about the opportunity to make fundraising a little bit easier. Yeah. And what about for founders out there who are maybe considering doing uh, going the general solicitation route? What tips or maybe like a checklist would you have for them? Things that they should probably keep in mind just before they dive in. Wow. You know, we were fortunate that, well, Fortunate or not fortunate, there weren't very many people that have gone through general solicitation. However, we did talk to, we found founders and companies that had done it. Um, there's not a lot that you necessarily have to do. You do have to be prepared that um, the legalities with it. And so general solicitation means that every investor that invests with you needs to be an accredited investor. Mm -hmm. Now. To be an accredited investor, there's a couple different ways that you go about it. You can hire a firm, you as us as Wanderable, hire a firm and accredit them. Or you can go through a syndicate through AngelList and they accredit everything. And that was very, that was exciting for us because right now we don't really have the time and the bandwidth to do it ourselves. So going through AngelList, which accredits them and does everything, means that it is really a one-stop shopping for us. Yeah. You know, we work with 500 startups, they got it going, and then we're just watching the dollars come up and make that happen. Now there are some additional legal things that you have to do um, and forms that you have to fill out and I, I don't need to necessarily, you can, you know, Figure out that, yeah. You can talk to, your lawyers. talk to your lawyer. Talk to your lawyer. Talk to your lawyer. legal advice. The short answer is talk to your lawyer. The long exactly. answer is talk to your lawyer. But yeah. as far as, you know, there aren't a lot of barriers in doing it other than the accredited you have to be an accredited. So it does maybe limit who you're talking to, but you know, you want investors that are sharp investors and, and are committed to investing anyway. So I think that it, it really fits into the sophistication we're trying to bring to our product, to our company, and the things that we're doing. Cool.
Um, so I know you guys have had a lot of exciting growth over the last couple months. Uh, what are some of the big milestones maybe you guys have hit in like the last six months? Yeah, so it's been pretty exciting. We actually just hit a $14 million annual run rate. So that's been really cool to see the growth in the orders coming through. Um, and then Vicky was talking a bit about the merchant network. We actually just started growing that network this year and been seeing it expand very rapidly. We're currently at 700 merchants with over 2,000 listings, and we're covering about 60% of where couples are asking to honeymoon for their honeymoon location. And so watching the growth of that merchant network, expanding our sales process, the onboarding, all of that, um, that's been just a really amazing milestone for us to achieve. Yeah, one of the things I think that we're really proud of in you know, a sales process is difficult and many times you have to hire a big team and what we wanted to do was say, how do we do this and really do it well, have still the touch points and um, feel like, you know, we're, we're there for those merchants, but not put a lot of time in necessarily into it. How do we automate it and how do we create it? And we've been able to cut our sales cycle from pipeline to close. The first market we went in was 32 days. Now we're at nine-day sales cycle and entering a market in every two weeks. And most of that then, having Jenny and Marcella <laughs> build that back end, so a lot of it can be, right now, merchants can come in and do a lot of it on a do-it-yourself do it kind of thing, which really then aids to our ability to hit the market, each market very fast. Awesome. So what do you think have been uh, maybe the top talent the challenges for you guys so far, and how did you overcome them? Big question. Yeah. <laughs> I know there are a lot. I mean, it's, it's like asking somebody, what's uh, what mistakes have you made? It's like everybody's made yeah. like a thousand mistakes building a company, but maybe like a big challenge sure. you guys overcame. Like, how did you how did you work through that? I think just as the team was growing, because mm -hmm. Marcel and I were very used to just the two of us coding. So we knew the code base. I knew back end, she knew front end. If we ever need to talk about stuff, we just doodle it out on a piece of paper and get it going. They actually finish each other's sentences. <laughs> <so you know. laughs> yeah, so when it came time to growing the team and then um, onboarding people onto our code base, um, one of the biggest challenges was, I think, actually figuring out process. Process in, of, in and of itself, I don't think is a bad thing. You really need to figure out where, how much of it is pr appropriate and where to insert it. And so for us, as the team grew, figuring out, okay, so now we have to do these code reviews and how do we send each other pull requests and how do we do the branching um, with our GitHub repos. For us, that was just interesting to sit down and figure out with the team, okay, here, guys, here's what we're going to do. And actually in the long term, it really helps us figure out um, how to plan our features and get the, the right kind of communication going back and forth so that we actually still maintain that speed of product and features and improvements rolling out. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I would just add to that that we're in a space where, okay, it's it's the wedding space, it's the honeymoon space, and that's where our you know our anchor product is. It's where we're really building our consumer base. But there's so much opportunity out there, and I think this is for any startup when they look at their bigger vision is like, how much do you explore that bigger vision? How much do you focus on what you're doing? And I think that you know we're. We're doing a pretty good job on focusing. We've set our roadmap and, and put it there, but sometimes we want to inch out into those other spaces. And you know, it's it's really sometimes it's hard to hold yourself back and say we're focusing on this. It will be there, but also you want to be there before anybody else gets there. Yeah. So it's you know there, there's there's a blend that has to happen, and um, you know. I, I I sometimes want to go. Oh, let's just do this, and you have to kind of go. Okay, 
step back a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know, I feel like somebody just tweeted this out the other day, but it was something about, you know, basically when you're building a startup, you want to make sure it's a sustainable business today, but also you're like inching forward with yeah, new things. Yeah, so. there's a magic that happens there. And, you know, some days I think we have it and some days <laughs> <I don't. laughs> Well, it sounds like you guys mostly have it. Well, anyway, for anybody out there who wants to check out Wanderable, they can just go to wanderable.com, create a registry if you're, yeah. you know, getting married, getting married yeah. soon or even or if you're know not, someone getting married. Know somebody yeah. getting married, check it yeah. out. Um, and you, we, you can also check you guys out on AngelList. It's just angel.co slash wanderable, I believe. Yes. Um, check that out. Uh, lots of great information there about your business and all the great things you guys are doing. So thank you so much yeah. for yeah. sitting down and thanks, talking Mark. to me today. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Appreciate it.